Good morning. Isn't that good? He is our God. What a great, great blessing to take dust and made me and you. Can you imagine what you and I would have been like? God didn't see a need to make us and had left that up to Brother Johnson. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Everybody would be five, five. Five, six. Oh, sorry. Five, six, dress sharp and something. Good morning. How you doing? Seems like I haven't been in a long time. God have mercy. We had a great time at the Mid-Atlantic Lectureship. We, um, there's hope. There's hope. Saw some young preachers. They a couple of days younger than me, but they, did a good job, good job, outstanding. Attendance was great. And you missed another opportunity to be blessed from the Almighty God. Those of you who are visiting are not members of the Church of Christ, we say welcome. We're happy that you have decided to come and be with us this morning. And if you're here from another congregation of the Lord's people, it is good to see you. It is always good when we can come study God's word, which is able to save our souls. I'm going to take this thing off. Some good feedback. And those of us who labor here at East Baltimore, we expect to see you on the first day of the week. Yesterday we had a leadership meeting and the... Beautification Day is the last Saturday of this month. And uh, there's some things that needs to be done at the building. So the housing committee will put together a list and you'll see what needs to be done. And then we'll handle those things accordingly. Y'all made brother. Boone worked hard this morning. Uh, Brother Boone, I hope that gets better. Because I don't want to work as hard as you worked this morning. I'm a little older than you. Not much, but a little. <laughs> they work me too hard. I'm just going to sit down. Because I control the mic for the next hour and a half. So. Um, there's something else I wanted to say to us. Uh, mark your calendars. The last Saturday in August is friends and family. Picnic and school uh, for the kids here. And we're going to have games and everything outside. 
And Brother Lucas, we're going to do it early so you can come have a good time and get back home before dark. Amen? All right. I had you in mind. Hebrews chapter number one, the passage that Brother Bill read into our hearing will be the launching board for this morning. Hebrews chapter number one. Brother Dow, how you doing? Good to see you. Sister Stevens, how things going? They've been treating you good since I was away. They did the best. Okay, I'm back. We talk after. If they treat you bad, you let me know. All right? Let's read. God, who at sundry times and in divers' manner spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophet, had in these last days spoken unto us by his son, whom he has appointed heirs of all things, by whom all he made the world, who being in the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, when he had purged our sin, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels as he had by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, Jesus is better than all. All right. Jesus is better. Let's change that. Let's change that. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, Jesus makes a difference in our lives. All right. I think that we'll we'll do that with, with that one. Brother Dow, you can just scratch through that first one. Write the second one down. It'll be all right. The Hebrew letter is different. It's different. It's um, there's some things about the Hebrew letter that. I just need to help us with this morning. The first thing about the letter, the author is unknown. Almost all the epistles, in a couple of verses, will tell us who the author is. The letter was written somewhere between 64 and 67 or 9 A.D. It wasn't written after 69 because 
and 70, the great destruction of Jerusalem had taken place, and the Hebrew writer did not mention anything about that. The letter was written to the church at Rome. The church at Rome was a mixed congregation. And when I mean, when I say mixed, the church at Rome had both Jews and Gentiles in the congregation. So the Hebrew writer writes this letter to the church at Rome specifically for those Jews in the congregation. Now, why do you say that? Because the Jews who had stepped out of Judaism into Christianity was now about to slide back into the law. So what the Hebrew writer does, he writes them and encourages them not to go back into Judaism. But the Judaizers came along and says, I can't understand why are you all staying in this strange religion of Christianity? They have nothing to offer. But we, we have the Red Sea. Miracle. We cross the Jordan. Abraham is our father. God gave us the law. And we, therefore, are after 400 years of captivity, God freed us. And we are God's chosen people. But if you go to Christianity, they have nothing to offer. Ain't that something? See, when you understand the background, and then you go and read the text, it gives you a sense of what's going on. So the Judaizers says, Abraham is our father. We were the one that crossed the Red Sea 
on dry land. Our forefathers crossed the Jordan on the way to the promised land. We are God's chosen people. This religion of Christianity have nothing to offer to you. So the Hebrew writer comes. And the Hebrew writer says, I hear you. I hear you. But let me show you something. So watch what the Hebrew writer does. He says, God, who at sundry times and in divers manner spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophet. You're right. God spoke to our forefathers by the prophet. But in those last days, he speak to us through his son. You have the prophet. We have God himself. Now you, you got to listen. Listen to what the, the Hebrew writer is saying here. See, sometimes we make claims that has no validity in Christianity. So what the Hebrew, what, what the Judaizers was trying to get those Christians who was at the Church of Christ in Rome to leave Christianity, the Hebrew writer writes this letter to the church of Christ in Rome, and he said, God at sundry time, in a divers manner, spake in time past by the prophet. But in the last days, where, he, where we're living now, he speak to us, through his son, God used the prophet to tell you all what to do, your forefathers. But when it comes to you, to us, God himself came down. Y'all with me? Y'all listening? That's why you're quiet. Okay. Say amen when you can. Yeah. Yeah. So what, watch what the Hebrew writer says. And then he says in verse 2, Hath in these last days spoken to us by his son. Now watch what he said. Whom he had, what? Appointed heirs of all things by whom also he made the world. He appointed him heirs over all things and also with him he made the whole world the best thing that you have to offer is a journey from captivity over the red sea on your way to the promised land but the one I'm talking to you about, he made the Red Sea. Amen. He split the water. 
He dried the land and carried you through. You're talking about someone who is a middleman. And I'm talking about the man himself. Verse 3 says, Whom being in the brightness of his glory. He's talking about Jesus now. He's talking about Jesus. Whom being in the brightness of his glory and in the express image of his person. When you see Jesus, you see God. When you hear Jesus, you hear God. You're talking about a prophet. I'm talking about God himself. So why? Why do you desire to go back into Judaism when God himself has come down upholding all things by the word of his power. God, I'm talking to you about made the heaven and the earth, the sun, the moon, and the stars, and he holds them there. Not by an accident. You think they just sit there? He, I told y'all a few weeks ago, God that we serve have the thermometer on the sun that controls it that it doesn't burn us up. God that we serve hangs this moon in the chandeliers of heaven and it sits there and the world and the you and in the universe, Pluto, Mars. Jupiter and all of them floats around and never runs together. And you're talking about a prophet when God himself comes down. I told Brother Johnson, I know you like watermelon. But the watermelon in the middle is red. And on the outside, is green and the red and the green never comes together that's not happening by accident that's happening because god the hebrew writer says made the world and everything in it holds it together with his power and then watch what he said when he had himself purged our sin. You're talking about a sacrifice when you go into the temple. And every time you go into the temple, you have to carry an animal. And every time you go, you got to carry a sacrifice. But our sacrifice who died on the cross once for all time. And you desire to go back 
into this thing we call Judaism. And then the, then the text said, and when he had done all of this, goes back to heaven, sits down on the right hand of the majesty and high. Since we're there, we might as well take care of verse 4. Because he says that this Jesus is better than the angels. Better than Moses. Better than the Arianic priesthood. And he's better than the law. And because God is so much better, I write back to you and I say to you, don't go back. Don't go back. I know. I know sometimes you think things are better, but things are not better at all. One thing, and I told them yesterday, the problem. In our brotherhood today is we have gone away from faith. Amen. Let me say that again. The problem with the church of Christ today is that we have gone away from faith. I, I could remember. Brother Lucas, 40 years ago when I came into the church, we were struggling against denominationalism. But that's not the issue today. Today we are struggling against the church. When you got to vet a preacher to see what he's going to teach before you bring him. And the preacher vetting the congregation we have gone away from the foundation of Christianity. Christianity is a faith organization. In Hebrews chapter number 11, in verse number 1, the Bible says, Now faith is the substance of things Hope for the evidence of things not seen. Faith, the very thing that we put our whole life on. The Bible says faith is the substance of things not seen. When you see it, it's no longer faith that gets us. See, sometimes, and, and, and in the church, the young, and, and we got some good young preachers, but we got some preachers that have gone to college, Brother Johnson, and got a degree, and they changed. Everybody want to be a doctor, but see, they don't understand that we got the doctors of doctors. And they come back and they, 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 they want to now. They're not interested in being a minister. They're interested in being a preacher. Yeah. 
I, I say amen. Say amen. I, I see the look on your face. Well, Brother Frazier, what's the difference between a minister and a preacher? Preacher get up on Sunday morning. A minister get up every morning. And he ministers to a congregation. When things are going wrong in the congregation, somebody got a minister. Anybody can get up on Sunday morning and preach a lesson. That's the easiest time of my week, the 35 minutes I got here on Sunday. On Monday when I'm there trying to figure this thing out. On Tuesday when I don't have no clue on what I'm doing. On Wednesday I want to tear it back down. Thursday I begin to try to figure this thing out. And when I go to bed on Sunday night, I just leave it up to the Lord. But I've worked all week. Somebody called, you can't say, well, I look here, I'll be there in the morning. It's 9.30 and we go to bed at 9 o'clock. See, that's the preacher. The minister said, I'm on my way. So the Hebrew writer says, so then faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Brothers and sisters, don't waste your time thinking that you're going to understand everything in this Bible. Sometimes you read it and don't understand it. Just trust it. That everything is going to be all right. I know sometimes it seems like I'm mad. I ain't mad. I'm just compassionate. In Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. And verse number one, watch what the Bible said. Wherefore, seeing we have also are pressed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and sin that so easily beset us. I, I said something. Put aside. We are weighted down with the cares of this world and the sin that comes with it. The Bible said, and let us run with patience this race that is set before us. So sometimes, I often believe, Brother Johnson, that, that Paul wrote the Hebrew letter because he put so much emphasis on some things. Watch how he said this. And let us run this race with what? With patience. If you don't have patience, You'll fall away. You'll fall away. See, because you and I want God to move when we want God to move. But God moves when God is ready to move. But sometimes we have to look at the text. Because you look at the text, the text is trying to help us to see something. And let us run with patience this race that is what? 
set before us. And now, what's not there? What's not there is you don't have to be the first to finish. But you got to finish. Ain't that something? See, Brother Johnson, now we love track and field and Andre. And, 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 and we look to see who crossed first. Because that's the person that won the race. But in this race from earth to glory, you don't have to be the first one. You just got to endure until the end. The Bible says that Jesus Christ is before all things. And beside him, all things exist. And he is the head of the body, the church, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things we might have the preeminence. John, on the island of Patmos, and John and Revelations chapter 1, and verse number 8, here's what John said. John said, and he is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the first and he is the last. Writing from a, a Greek standpoint, the first letter is Alpha. The last letter is Omega. Jesus Christ is first and he is the last. Now watch what else he said. He is the beginning, and he is, no, no, he's not the end. He is the ending, because getting to the end doesn't mean that the book is over. You might be at the end of the chapter, but the words say ending after Jesus. Ain't nothing else. He's the beginning. And he is the ending, says the Lord, which is, which was, and which, what? To come. The almighty. Brothers and sisters, here's what my conclusion is when the Hebrew writer wrote back to those Christians who had stepped out of Judaism into Christianity and those who constantly said you are not sure of what you have here's the message to them I am sure of one thing, that is Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I don't have to be sure about anything else. I know with all of my heart 
that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and I have faith in that because without faith it is impossible to please God and he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seeks him. The Hebrew, the Hebrew writer says, he had appointed him heirs over all things to the church. If you and I are going to be saved, we are going to be saved in the church. It seems to me, Brother Johnson, we have gone away from Ephesians chapter 4. But there's still one body and one spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling. There's still one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. One God, above all, through all, and in you all. And, and see, the thing, and, and see, brothers and sisters, we, you, we are not being selfish when we tell the world there's one. You know, some folks say, y'all are crazy. Y'all are crazy to think that there's just one church we're not crazy. We could read. And we believe what the Bible says. Now, if the Bible had said there's many churches, then we would have to go along with that. But the Bible says there's just one. Now, here's the thing. Do I go to the judgment believing that there's one or do I go to the judgment hoping that there's many? See, that's just a choice. And I told you, God didn't make us robots. He gave us the ability to think and to rationalize for ourselves. Because when you stand before the judgment seat of God. The only person that you have to give account for is yourself. It's yourself. That's what Peter said. Save yourself from this towards generation. So the Hebrew writer writes this letter back to those Jews in the church of Christ at Rome. And he says unto them, do not go back into Judaism. God has made a new covenant. Now, I tell you, you got to listen to the words. 
in order for God to make a new covenant, there must be an old covenant. Now, a covenant is a contract between two or more parties. And each of the party must hold up to their bargains of the contract. Now, when God made that first covenant, he made it Israel. And God said, with this new one, I'm not going to make the stipulation in this new covenant that I made within the old one. Because I traveled with them for 40 years, and I know they can't do what they say they can do. So now the second covenant is built upon better promises. In this second covenant, this one is made without a second party. God made this one with himself. And he says that if you come to me, I will save you. Now here's what the Holy Ghost said. Because of your unbelief that it makes the word of God of no effect. He said, no, let God be true and every man a liar. So God made the second covenant with himself. He says, and Hebrews 6 and 18, I swear by myself because there is none greater than I. Because you don't believe, it ain't going to change this covenant. See, when the first covenant, if you disobey that one, you die. With the second covenant, if you go away from God, Brother Johnson, he'll be right there when you get back. Huh? This is what the Hebrew wrote back to those Jews at the Church of Christ in Rome. He said, this covenant is built upon better promises, and it's far better than anything God had to make. And from Hebrews chapter 1 to Hebrews chapter 8, the Bible said, now here is the sum of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. This covenant is built better promises. Brothers and sisters, the, the greatest thing about this covenant 
When you fall away, all you got to do is get up and come back. Because God did not make this one with man. He made this one with himself. And he says, I, I can't think of, I don't know of anything greater than I, so I'm going to swear by myself. Because it's impossible for God to lie. And God says it doesn't matter how bad things may get in your life, Sister Thomas. Stay right there with me. And I'll carry you through. Sometimes things are going to get rough, Brother Washington, but you got to stay right there with me. I know, Sister Franklin, they turn their back on you, but every now and then you just got to realize that I am God all by myself. Every now and then, Brother Knox, seemed like everything is coming up. Trust in God. Lean not on thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Maybe you're here this morning, you're not a member of the Lord's church, the Bible says, so faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God, believe all your heart that Christ died for you, that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Repent of your sins, confess your faith in Christ, and we'll baptize you in water. And the angels will add your name to the Lamb Book of Life. God will put you into the church of Christ. Be faithful till death, and he'll give you a crown of life. Would you come as we together stand and sing the song that has been selected?